podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to Free Play Friday, brought to you by BlueChew.com. Use promo code ARMCHAIR for your first month free. Remember, it is the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. Go to BlueChew.com, mybookie.ag, promo code CHAIR to get your 100% bonus match. And Alma Creamery, check out almacheese.com for all your cheesy tailgate needs. After a week late of Cole sending in his picks, but don't worry, he did submit them before games got started. It's time for an update on Cole's Stone Cold Locks Plays of the Week. Going all the way back to week three, he had a perfect week, folks. He got his bankroll all the way up to $325 and a win-loss record of 5-2. and two. But he promptly last week went over. That is right. He's down to 5-5 five and five with only $25 in his bankroll. He played Utah minus 4 over USC. USC won that by 7. He took Northwestern plus 9 versus Michigan State. Michigan State won that by 21. And he took Michigan money line over Wisconsin, and we all know how that went. He's going to try to get back on the winning side of things and boost up that bankroll. So Cole's hot, stone-cold lock picks of the week. He has Baylor money line over Iowa State. He has Toledo money line over BYU. And then he's taking UCLA plus six and a half. Versus Arizona coming off of that Pac-12 after dark masterclass of a comeback. So those are Cole's sharp hot plays, whatever we're calling them, uh, this week. Uh, Let's see if he can get back on the winning side of things. Now, going to kick it over to Grant and one of the greatest defensive ends slash linebackers in K-State history. Ian Campbell. So you all enjoy that and let's go cats. While your KSU gear loose, you're doing game previews, you bonehead sit bruise and ride on your ski doos. Those Boscos work hard for the team they adore. While they interview cats about their buzzer beaters, y'all fend off mosquitoes and sip lima readers. Those Boscos want to give the fans a little more. Sometimes we just want to riff and give our fans a little gift and not have to worry about what we're going to say. Bonehead Mama and Bonehead Paul, we got love for all of y'all. So come on down, it's Free Play Friday. Ooh, Bosco's Boys. Well, come on, boys. It's the Bosco's Boys podcast. I'm sitting here with Ian Campbell. It's just me, no Scott today, and we've been talking for like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. and we're two or two beers deep, almost three at this point. Um, but before we get into the show, we got to do some house housekeeping stuff here. Talk about our wonderful sponsors of the show. Number one, of course, they've been riding with us for a long time. For you degenerate gamblers out there, mybookie.ag. Head over there right now to mybookie.ag and use the promo code chair they're going to give you a 100 percent deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks that means you can put a thousand bucks down get an official additional thousand dollars to play with so that's two thousand bucks to gamble on it's a no-brainer i mean i love the word degenerate man we've so so good (laughs) i we've been talking we've been hanging with my bookie for a long time 
So, I mean, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Um, next up, our our favorite local um, sponsor. We've been riding with them for um, a few weeks now. Alma Creamery. The Alma Creamery. It's a K-State proud family-owned business located in the Flint Hills of Kansas since 1946. They've been making handcrafted cheddar and jack cheeses using the local Kansas farmer's milk. Uh, remember to visit these folks. They're conveniently located three miles south of off of I-70. Exit 328 in Alma. Stop by. Um, get some cheese at the Alma Creamery. It's delicious. I love a whole They're sending us a care package. I'm very excited for that. Um, you can actually check them out. they got a new website, um, almacheese.com. And our final sponsor, everybody knows it by now. It's the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew, folks. Go to bluechew.com using the promo code armchair. It's chewable. Boner pill. I don't need a boner <laughs> pill right now because I'm looking at a slightly wet Ian Campbell coming in from the rain. He's just a six foot four, gorgeous piece of man. And I don't, trust me, I don't need Blue Chew in the moment right now. But if you guys do need it, I actually did sign up for it today. Not kidding. Um, because you know why not why not i want to try it out it's if you use our promo code you'll get it for free you just have to pay for shipping five bucks um there's no inpatient doctor doctor's visit so no awkward conversations um it's chewable works twice as fast so if you need to get in the mood you need need to get uh you know get your erection on (laughs) head over to bluechew.com this is my favorite uh, sponsor ad you've ever done well (laughs) I'm, I, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's the best in the biz. Head over to bluechew.com. Chew it and do it, folks. Um, Ian Campbell, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Now, even more, before we get into it, we have an official presentation. Here's your recurring guest koozie. You've been using it already for about forty-five minutes, That's and also true. you got the new koozie, which is very sharp. Yeah, anything with a dog on it, you know. Big lover of the uh, of our four-legged friends. I agree. Newman. Newman, he's a cute little guy. Named after Terrence. Oh, see, I thought it was a Seinfeld thing, but that's that's okay. Terrence is a good dude. So that works. If you want it to be Seinfeld, it can be, but yeah. the source is actually Terrence Newman. That guy, what he did for how long he did it, I don't think people understand. Yeah, he's pretty good. Is he still playing, or did he officially retire? Maybe. He's going to be a. I mean, he was in 15 years in the league, 32 so. years playing cornerback. That would be something else. That's completely normal. So, Ian, the last time I had you on, um, it was coming off K State's 31-12 victory versus Oklahoma State. Um, coincidentally, this episode is going to drop on Friday before the Oklahoma State game. But K State would go on to lose three of their next five games and miss a bowl game for the first time since 2009. How tough was that, you know, to watch 2018 kind of end the way that it did? Uh, well, yeah, it was really difficult to watch. I think you could see how strenuous it was on everyone, top to bottom, from the coaches to the players, to watch them kind of go through this. They potentially could do well enough to continue this or is the best thing for the program for us to move on to a new regime. And, you know, it's easy to have uh, the answer now when we're 3-0 and and things are looking high and they're riding high. And, you know, I know there's a, a, lot, of, a lot of Snyder uh, dedicated people out there and 
I think it's a disservice to those that are like get pegged as not being Snyder people because he did rebuild it twice, you know, but at some point there's gotta be the changing of the guard. So I saw it as a positive at the time. Like it sucked because it sucked. Like you always want to go to a bowl game. You want to win. But was that the best thing for the program to, to possibly drag out a seventh win there at the end and go to a bowl game and, you know, not have things progress the way that they should progress. And I felt like it was the best thing for all parties. And, you know, coach has done what he needed to do for us more than once. So it was good for us to get some new blood. And then how can you not be excited about what's happening right now? I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I certainly am. So what, you know, obviously you kind of touched on it, your reaction when coach finally did retire. Did you think that that was going to be enough last uh, – Ending, how how 2018 ended? Did you think that that was going to be enough for that to actually oh, for, happen? For him to retire, then I thought so. I just had a feeling it was. Um, I didn't know. I, he's hard to predict in that sense, like what he's going to do. Um, there was definitely. I mean, I played for the guy, and I had a, a, a pretty good relationship with him at the time, and he was very kind to me even while I was going through the Prince bullshit. Um, so I had some <laughs> mixed emotions about it on that part, but. Uh, you know, it, it was not sad. It was more like I, I just respected what was done. It was the end of an era, you know. I'm, but K-State has got to go on. I and, could not agree yeah. more. So following, you know, was a coaching search that I spent more, like, I energy. Think was, I, think, I think obsessed is a safe word. Energy and attention on <laughs> than I would like to admit. Um, how closely did you follow the coaching search, and did you have – I didn't. You didn't follow it? It was out of sight, out of mind for me. Did you I have didn't. any names in mind that you wanted – people that you wanted to take over? No. I mean, the, it's like the NFL, right? They cycle the same 12 guys. I mean, wouldn't that be the dream job is to just be <laughs> one of these – subpar NFL coaches that gets recycled and gets paid millions of dollars and they get rehired over and over and over again. I mean, how does that happen? I don't understand the dynamics. Genuinely. I really don't. I don't like that's Kings, a genuine like, question. Like to divert slightly like Kingsbury is like that whole thing's an enigma besides him, like being a, a handsome man and good looking. Like the guy had arguably two of the most dynamic quarterbacks that are presently in the NFL and had shitbag seasons at Texas Tech. And aside from throwing his coordinators under the bus, how does this guy like continue to navigate his way up? He's such a little nasty climber. Like I don't know how is, he does what he does. It is unbelievable how he landed an NFL job after getting fired at Texas Tech with, you know, having literally Patrick Mahomes at his disposal. It's yeah. unreal. Yeah, and I mean, if we divert to the Chiefs, we won't get anywhere. I just because I, mean, I know can, how I feel about this Mahomes. is free play Friday, man. Mahomes is special, but yeah, so I I don't understand that. It's just like there's a, just a whole huge cycle either. of bullshit. This is like, well, you you turn on the TV and all that's on is like you're either gonna watch Friends or Seinfeld. <laughs> like that's four thirty TV, right? Like those are the two things that are on. You know, maybe you're gonna see something else on. Um, you know, Family Guy, American Dad. Those are pretty much what you're going to have your options are in the Midwest. So, you like the typical names came up. Everybody was like, oh, it's going to be Levitt. It's going to be Seth Luttrell. Like, Luttrell like, looked like the guy from Friday Night Lights TV show. He had the look. I, mean, I was all in on Luttrell. No, I mean, from an optics point, yeah, no doubt. And they were doing better. I didn't hate that. I, I know you were big on him, and well, I liked what I saw. But 
I'm always like, it's just reactionary because I have no control over the choice. So I just like right. let the chips fall. And then I have thought about it later. I try to be more of a spectator um, in that sense. But there so, are definitely some people I would have not wanted. No rehires <laughs> of, uh, of yeah, past people. Absolutely. I, yeah. Uh, we don't need to touch on that. Is that's Actually, screw those people who are like pushing for that stuff. You know, that's what I think. So, Kleiman was initially, he was hired. What was your initial reaction on that? Because it was met with a lot it, of pushback, and I was one of them in the first at least 12 hours. I was not upset with it because of what he did at a very high level, not the highest level, but a very high level. And if you can recruit there, I mean, not a knock to them. I know what coach, whether he listened to it or not. It's easier to get people to Manhattan than it is there. Let's just call it what it is. And – for what four national championships he was a part of? He was a part of seven, but he was co- and head coach. Head coach, he was four. four. That's it's I nothing mean, to scoff you gotta, at. Like, not talk shit to a guy who's an eight-man football coach who has four or five national or state titles. The guy still knows football. Now, does that eight-man translate immediately to eleven? No, but the guy still has a right. high-level understanding of football. Clearly, very smart. Uh, some people weren't happy about it, but I'll tell you, I was a lot happier with our hire than the hire down the road. With um, the national I agree. Can't say so I disagree with you. You Sometimes you just like, oh, I bought a Cadillac because it's a Cadillac. But it's like, well, the Cadillac's got 200,000 miles on it, and uh, the engine's about to shit out. <laughs> so sometimes it's better to get the right car that's going to get you from A to B. So That's a great analogy. Thank you. I, We've got a Tesla. That's what I think. Oh, I like it. Top so, of the line. Yeah. Smart. Best of the best. I'm not sure if Teslas are the best of the best, but, you know, cutting edge, I don't know. That's the best I could think of in the moment. So you hired, I mean, you essentially were fairly pleased with the hire, you know, initially. How do you feel now that we're sitting 3-0 and all of the body of work that you've seen him implement? I feel um, excited and, um, you know, I think everyone likes to be right. (laughs) So to say that there's not, like, a little bit of justified or affirmation of – those who doubted it's always it's it's easy to sling shit from your chair you know it's very easy to do so to see them you know come in highly excited reggie and i got to do uh like a little video cast for the program in february february or march after the signings and we got to meet some of the players we got to talk to all the coaches at length and i got done i was like holy shit these guys are they're talking at high high level sixty thousand feet easy like hazel 10 like 60,000 I, I, I think that's rush up in so space. fast like so fast when hazel 10 was talking i would like i don't remember most of these words because i've been disconnected from that kind of high level football talk for so long like and even reggie was like that guy was smart another guy who left the program um unfortunately a good buddy of mine uh coach seiler um he said that he was Super, super impressed with Hazelton. He had a lot of good things to say about climbing too. So that the fact that you have a guy who's you know Blake's K State alumni, but he's he's leaving to go coach somewhere else, and he still has nothing but quality things to say about these coaches. I think that that's that tells you a lot. I just had to Google how high sixty thousand feet was because it's really really high. First thing that comes up is. Somebody asked, "Can a plane, can a plane fly at sixty thousand feet?" That's twice as high as normal. The highest certified altitude of an airliner was Concorde's sixty thousand feet. So I mean, it's elite. That's in space. 
They're showing pictures of it. It's literally you can see the curvature. You're in. You're out of the atmosphere. And if you're a flat earther, so that's how good our coaches are. (laughs) Yeah, they're They're literally out of the atmosphere. So you said you were mostly impressed with Hazelton, which is a perfect segue for us to key in on the defense overall. You know, what are you most impressed with so far in this climbing Hazelton defense? Well, some things that stand out to me and some still pictures from the K-State game is the number of K-State defensive players that are around a ball player after he's been knocked to the ground or at the moment he's been knocked to the ground. So cough, the cough, ground. Isaiah Zuber. Yeah. Ooh. Well. <laughs> that made me sad. Yeah. You know, I actually felt for the kid. But that was like a perfect example of this. He had eight guys around him like standing yeah. tall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they fly around. I don't think that you've seen – I mean, even though we saw more with Mississippi State and we did all we could do on a special team's point to give that back, I don't think we've seen <laughs> – we've barely seen the tip of the spear on this defense. I think you're going to see more. I thought I needed to see more out of the D-line, but then they started to come back to come at, uh, come back to life a little bit. I'd like to see some more just individual production out of some of those guys. Uh, you got two guys out on the end who I think have got a, like a world of talent and they're just kind of trying to figure it out still a little bit. There's sometimes the pressure when you get hype – the pressure to deliver on what you're supposed to do uh, can be a lot for a young guy. You know, the guys that are pros, they know they have to do this, and if they don't, they get fired. Like right. these guys, they're still the best that's on the team at that position. So, but that number's got to be you got to you got to beat the tackles one on right. one. You just you got to win those. You you got to go out there and get one sack a game is going to get you all American, which is nuts. <laughs> Think that you got to win one time out of eighty tries and get to the quarterback. You're all American. one time. One time like unscathed, you're all American, but they need to. I need them to win one time each, every other game, and then those. I mean, that's just the the DNs. I think I've I've liked our defensive tackle play. Our linebackers are starting to play better. I was really concerned about the D line, but they looked night and day difference against Mississippi State. Yeah. What happened in that game, from your perspective? That you know, why why were they so much better in that game? It looked like there was a little less thought. I think it was more reactionary, and they just kind of pinned their ears back. And I know that's a generic answer, but sometimes I knew guys who were really like had way more talent level than I did, but they overthought things. Like right. they sat on their heels, and there wasn't enough attack. It's like just just fuck up by effort, and like that alone will create disaster because penetration on D line just throws off timing on everything right. else. So, and most offensive plays of any kind have timing. So if you're making the line move back enough that the running back's getting thrown off on any way or the quarterback steps, the timing gets screwed on routes and everything. So penetration can't be beat on that. So the defense has come through the non-conference unscathed. How do you think that they will look against, you know, the spreads of the Big 12? I went through uh, the schedule early this last spring after kind of what I was hearing about the coaches and whatever I was excited about and I felt like we could get seven wins without I don't want to say not breaking a sweat but it was very achievable in my mind and now I would say that optimistically I think nine or ten is not an impossible task I think some players some some teams I thought were going to be more in the big 12 or not we are we we are better and gel faster than I anticipated and with yeah, yeah. two weeks we we're going to take down Oklahoma State. I like it. That's then, that's technically tomorrow when this drops. Yeah. So great. let's pretend that it's next Friday. Yes. So w- we win over Oklahoma State tomorrow. Baylor 
obviously f- fuck Baylor. I agree. All fuck the, Baylor, but and, I do think I, that they are pretty good. They're good. And I say that because it's just all the, the way <laughs> oh, that they yeah. handled this, everything this podcast the last few is years. 1000% against Baylor. Yeah. I just it's just junk as a as a higher education uh, and where people have to pay a ton of money to go to school there and, and the standard of which that they've held themselves to is embarrassing. Yeah. I, uh, I would be, I think I would be embarrassed if case I think it's embarrassing that the Big 12 has done nothing to like separate themselves yeah. from Baylor at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to talk too much trash on the NCAA because uh, you know I still kind of sort of work for K State in some capacity. But. Well, me and Scott think Baylor should just be booted from the Big Twelve, and we should just have nine conference nine conference teams. Uh, we would have four home, four away, and four non-con. It would work perfect. Get rid of Baylor. I don't, I don't hate it. Kick Baylor. What do they bring? They're a small um, like. Religious school, the, the best, they literally bring nothing. Uh, so the best two things that ever but came out a of black eye are RG three and uh, how was the linebacker's name? It's escaping me right now. I don't know. So Mike Mike Singletary. Okay, he played there. That's it. That's the end of the That's story. That's it. I don't have anything else good to say about Baylor. See, my point of view is you know against us facing the spread is. I already have faith in Hazleton and Kleiman as like defensive minds, and it's not like they've never faced a spread before. But we already have a Big Twelve defense, you know, with the last staff that has personnel that's seen the spread over and over and over again. Yeah, I think in like three or four years down the line, we'll see how Kleiman and company can recruit to attack these these spread offenses. But like right now, it's like we already have players that have been playing in the Big 12 for several years. Yeah. What, I don't I'm not necessarily worried about the change up to the spread. Yeah, I mean I would suppose from a like an analytics point of what they're used to, that would be like are they going to know what to do, but their players are going to be able to guide that and they've been playing against that all the way through high school and college. Everybody plays against that. Exactly. That's when that transition yeah. happened in the mid 2000s. You watched all these lumbering defensive players who were not super athletic or not fast and coordinators who were not ready to catch up really struggle. But now they've put a lot of athletes on the defensive side of the ball to counter that as well as the defense strategies have met met it fold as well. There's a reason it's not run all day long in the NFL. It's because the mismatches aren't as apparent. I think that people have a big concern, or at least there was a big concern at one point um, about – Having a team that runs the power offense every week, that's what they see in practice. And they don't have, you know, an offense that they can test their defense again in pra- against in practice. That's like a spread. And people were worried about that. But I, I don't think that that – do you think that that's going to be a problem going forward? No, I mean, if they have a problem with it, it's going to be a personnel matchup. It's not going to be because they don't understand the X's and O's or the team isn't used to it. You got a little quiet there. Sorry, but it's okay. It's free play Friday, baby. Anything yeah, can happen anything on goes, the show, including the. You're uh, so the you're just so tall. Like, I know. I'm sorry. It's it's been like this. If since, you're sitting uh, since normally, eighth grade. Yeah, sorry. If you just sit in your normal posture, you're you're not in the mic's range. But hey, I'm a soft talker. We have this problem a lot, so it you know, it is what it is. Outside of what you've seen with the defense. Uh, what have you been impressed with so most so far in the climate era? Well, the uh, the energy and uh, Skyler, I think, and it's it's not what Skyler 
could do on the football field that has changed in my mind is just watching his confidence and watching his leadership and the things like they did a video uh on the k-state pregame show where he was talking after the locker room well they should just showed it then i mean it was on k-state sport everybody saw it and it was to me it was like what he didn't say there like that guy has fully gone from like he's a leader but now he is the leader like it's without it's question. Yeah. Like him getting choked up. Like you feel that. Like he is all in with these guys, and they are all in with him. They they 100% support this quarterback, and the energy that and the transitions on the offense and defense when they come off the field and watching the exchange between everyone. There's some special team camaraderie happening with these guys. That oh will, yeah. That they'll look back on finally when they're old and bald like the rest of us, except for you. You got that gorgeous head of hair of yours. It's thinning. It's thinning. Well, you made it to 28. Mine was, like, rolling off the backside <laughs> here about 21. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's tough. It, it was. It was. <laughs> I mean, I I went from the, the length to, you know, I didn't have the awkward, like, Michael Bolton transition. which You're was also, nice. like, 6'4", 230? 230, yeah. Back to my high school playing. It's way. not bad. No, it's not terrible. You know, and you're not ugly. Like, you know. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, come on. I think <laughs> genetically, hilarious. you know, you've hit a somewhat of a lottery. You are bald, well, though. I am is, bald. They, they, you but know, that puts you in an elite club, a K-State sexy bald club. There, you know, there's more than I. I got asked by a guy this last. Uh, what game was it? The last game. No, the, the last home game I did the show, <laughs> and Lieber was there doing the show too. And I walked out of the show, the guy goes, did you change jackets? Because he thought <laughs> I was Lieber. I'm like, like that's the other guy, man. Sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of bald K-State guys. Might be something in the water there. Well, they're all good looking. Last time you were on, you and Reggie mentioned something that really stuck out to me. Um, you didn't necessarily feel welcome. Um, players from that Prince era, when they came back to the program, they didn't necessarily feel welcome. With Coach Kleiman now at the helm, do you feel like a door has opened a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, and I don't think it was closed, and certainly not because of, of Coach Snyder. I've Some of it was kind of a self-closed. I think guys were embarrassed of what happened, and they were embarrassed to be a part of what occurred. There was a handful of us that you just kind of walked back in and just kind of embraced what was going to happen. There's some other guys who are just not ready to do it yet. I mean, there's been some things occurring on – on our part to try to change that in itself, to try to get us all to collectively come back and some, you know, not to have a, you know, not to have like a, a Ron Prince reunion or anything like that. He'd be the only one who doesn't get the invite. But, um, you know, a little bit of a the bastards of K-State to come back in and uh, I don't see, see it how that it was. Way, buddy. Oh, I don't either. You know, <laughs> I think some of it's self-imposed. I think that's how they feel about themselves. And I don't think that you guys are the only ones that, feel that way uh, there are definitely like snyder era players that would come back and not necessarily feel welcome so yeah. i don't think it's unique to prince era I, I would say some of it is probably a separation issue for the players in general they they love what they had there but they also resent it i know that seems weird but i think that they're all just kind of dealing with it on some some capacity so uh <laughs> Did you see that Ron Prince got hired? What was your reaction when Ron Prince got hired at Howard? I laughed. <laughs> I mean, this, this just goes back to what we said earlier about coaches. Like, you just recycle the same bag of shit. I don't over. get it, man. I really don't. So I understand, like, I could get how, like, positions coach could just, like, oh, you he, know, hop around. He understands football. That would oh. be the, like, 
perfect perfect scenario. Just be a good positions coach. You could write. You could make bank could all make over a the pile country. Of money. And you how do people keep do getting you, these head coach jobs that are uh, I have no proven idea. dog shit? I have no idea. Maybe that's the catch. I don't know. Maybe, it's because there, they're sociopaths. There's so many positions, oh, and they're good have, at selling. You have people. to have a huge ego to do that job. I, that, I was going to say earlier. I, it, I don't care what anybody says and how good of a person they are. Like I talked to coach like James Franklin. <laughs> I love that guy. He's at Penn State. Uh, he was under the the uh, the Prince guys. And I talked to him a few months ago. He was super cool. Like, I have nothing bad to say about him. But you have to have ego and swagger to have that that kind of a position. You just do. So You have I, to be a little there bit There are crazy. a lot of – so, so what that does is it leaves these – not at least a decent percentage of these guys who apply to these jobs that are completely full of shit. And that although their ego is this, that their capacity – to actually perform does not meet what their ego is. So what you have have happen is there's also probably a lot of qualified guys who don't have that ego or that confidence that don't apply for said jobs. So the same guys keep getting rehired because right. there's a name, even though if they check the track record or even the win percentage column, it's junk. Yeah, I was going to say earlier about um, Christ. What is his name? Arizona. Oh, Kingsbury? Kingsbury is that He's just got to be like an incredible interview. Oh, I yeah, mean, I'm sure. He, he could be hyper-intelligent. Sell I, yourself. Yeah. That's I, all they do. I believe Coach Prince is hyper-intelligent. I've, I've spent I think a lot of time I mean, around you know, a lot of people, but that guy, could, he could do like bullet for bullet, like an hour I, and a half like interview or like speaking engagement without looking at notes. We shouldn't compare Kingsbury to Ron Prince because I think that's not fair to Cliff Kingsbury. No, he's too young for that. Uh, he's too young, and clearly he's – I mean, he is an elite offensive mind. I've never but heard as that a he's head also coach. a bad guy either. So I don't mean it in that sense. But I, but the the recycle of 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 the same names is like you're telling me there's no one out yeah, there. Yeah, it is but weird. It's always a safer play for the person in the hiring position to go get the known name, even if it is recycled or been put out to pasture. <laughs> so uh, follow up to that question. Hmm. Is that a segue? Is that what they call it's it? It's not a segue. <laughs> We're on the same topic. Um, have you seen? Ron Prince's start at Howard. I saw the seventy nine zero. He's zero three and seven. He lost seventy nine to zero to Maryland. Did you have a nice chuckle over that? I wondered if they ran fifties <laughs> when they got home from that game. Um, seventy nine of them, to be exact. I, I laughed. I, I laughed because uh, shame on the AD that hired him, and it know, is they absurd. ought to know better. And it, I, mean, but I, I feel bad for the for the players because. Jesus, we got beat by Nebraska what like seventy one to like twenty something in 07. and <sighs> I don't know. I got hit hard enough. I'm pretty sure that that game is when I started to lose my hair uh, by. Is that what it was? Slosson. <laughs> oh, he earled me so bad, and you know that was one of <laughs> one of their like eleven touchdowns that game. I lost contain, and uh, I just remember it being like fifty something to like ten, and stayed on the sideline. And Coach Mo looks over at me, and goes. He goes, you guys better start doing something because they're not done yet. And I was just like, oh, shit, it's only like third quarter. Like, there's a lot of game left. They have like their third and fourth string in. It was so bad. But the weirdest thing about that was I think I, – I don't know if we talked about in the last podcast is they did a burial. Did oh, I tell yeah. you that? Oh, we, I can't remember if we did tell, that on the tell, show. If no one's heard this story, which this is a like a K-State lore story. This is, we buried Go ahead and tell this story, okay. and I'm going to get another beer. Yeah. Tell this on the uh, mic. Like For people that pumpkin. may not have heard it, um, I'm yeah. going to get you a nice pumpkin ale, and I will get something else. Perfect. So you tell the story of um, the burial. So 
we just get waxed in 07. And we come in that Monday, and we have all the game plans. Everybody has them. You know, the, even a week game plan could be 20 pages long for Nebraska. And he, he tells all of us to grab our game plans in the meeting room, and we walk outside. And this is before all the new edition. And there's the chaplain and uh, the priest are there too. And we go outside and all of us are standing around and there's this giant hole dug. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? This, this is my junior year. And we all, he tells us all to throw our game plans into the ground in this big hole. And, and so we all do that. I'm still, I'm, I'm starting to get pissed because I think I know what he's about to do. And he says, guys, we're going to bury this game plan. We're going to have a funeral for the Nebraska game plan. And I'm like, this disrespectful bastard is wasting the time of a chaplain and a priest and actually made somebody dig a hole big enough to drop 105 game plans in it you know, several feet deep, several feet wide, and it's buried somewhere underneath the present complex. They did a eulogy and everything, and it was one of the most – it might have been more embarrassing than what the actual game was, and that was – I haven't been beat like that in anything in my life. That might be some sort of NCAA infraction to involve those guys, the priests and the chaplain, They traveled with the team, so (laughs) I I doubt it. I don't believe there was any infraction. I don't know what their statutes are. I'm not too worried about it. If if I am being quoted, it was – I'm sure it was all Ron's idea. So just <laughs> like, why don't why don't those infractions follow coaches? I don't understand that. Like, like like Art Bryles like just gets to just like do the Dougie on the way out and no no issues follow him. Like if you're a CEO of any corporation and you make you commit fraud or anything, it doesn't matter that you left the company. The fact that that occurred while you were there, you're not it does not negate the law. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it, it's a money making business. And if you break laws or regulations, whatever have you, you should be responsible for those, not just the entity of whose name is on your shirt. Well, everybody knows that the NCAA is one of the more confusing. Yes. It does uh, not operate like a normal um, money-making industry. Let's just, let's just leave it there. We'll leave it there, and we'll pivot to something that is very close to a lot of K-State fans' hearts. Now that, you know, Coach Kleiman's at the helm, he's That's a very tasty. clearly. <laughs> That's good. You like that pumpkin I ale? I do. I awesome. do. It's weird. I didn't think I would like it's it. Good, I do man. like it. It's good, We freaking love pumpkin ales on it this podcast. It tastes like I'm eating pumpkin bread. It's and good. I love pumpkin it's bread. It's very good. All right. I'm glad you're on board. Yes. So we got Coach Kleiman now. He seems to be open to uniform changes. What would you like to see them do, you know, personally to spice up the uniforms? And would you bring back a version of Purple Pants? I would bring back a version of purple pants, but not what people think. If it's going to be the purple, like I got to see like some type of lavender jersey in there somewhere. I'd love you to want see lavender a, jersey. I'd like to see a lavender jersey, but all white would be dope with I a different type of helmet. Well, we'll talk after the podcast. But Matt, so like Matt Stanley, he's like obviously all over Twitter with his stuff. Like Stanimal, Mike <laughs> Stanimal, Mike. yeah. Oh, it's Mike? Mike. Did I say Matt? Yeah. Oh, sorry. It was because Matt was comment. He was on Twitter earlier. Matt Hall? Yeah, Matt yeah. Hall. Sorry. That's all right. Sorry, Mike. Screw and, Matt uh, Hall. That's what I say. <laughs> and we'll, we'll answer his Twitter question later. I'm sure it was very enthralling. Uh, I, w- I, I like the all white. He didn't I, have one. Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> all, all of Texas, like, 
and I hate that I have to bring them up, but Texas is all white. People think that Texas has the best all whites, which I probably would agree, but I think that all white is basically the best uniform combo you can have. But I, I mean, I want I've wanted to see K State in all whites forever, but I do love our like silver and whites. Oh, never! Like, I, I don't love, think they should ever be dumped. Like when my junior or senior year, I hated that we did those little jersey switches. Like it was like an ode to the same thing, but it was just different enough. I hated they like the shit. Prince jerseys so much. Oh, yeah. I uh, my stuff. I have all my jerseys from when i played and everything and mm-hmm. my favorite one is the 06 season which is the last of the snyder era yeah she said i i had i don't like the other ones are just sitting in a closet somewhere i want to bring back purple pants for sure a i would love color to see purple head like, to toe purple well but how about like uh, it just like needs the, to be but darker the, we could just roll the stripes on the side literally so run the same just pants. do the exact like a color flip just like the do, chiefs like when they do they're all exactly. red just make the purple make sense like it looks like they got them at like a like a a sale the, at like academy yes, sports the purple was way off it was yeah, like a great junk color it was yeah. not good um yeah. no, it was I, my see, idea too but i didn't oh, he didn't tough. let i know i don't i can't but we did purple but nobody, did we ever do all purples at home that was that was against Nebraska in 08. They got murdered. We yeah, got, we, it didn't go absolutely well. Absolutely got beat to a pulp. Well, it didn't go as bad as the year before. There's no burial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I personally so would love to see it. I love our traditional, like, base set of uniform. So just... Just drop one in every once in a while. Just so, mix up the colors. I, and I love, you know, if the uniform's going to look not great, make it be a retro. I'm cool with the uniform being a little weird and it just being a retro. Like, you got to break, like, an ode to the past every now and then. I like that the NFL does that. I do, too. Well, we're getting we're getting near the end. I threw in uh, some bullshit here at the end of this, <laughs> anticipating that it would be a, a shorter podcast, which it, it is. But before we get to those, do you, want, do you have a good story that you want to tell? Oh. From your K-State times. I don't know if any of those ones that we talked about earlier fit the bill of being allowed to be told. <laughs> let's let's come back to that. Let's go to some other things. I got one in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of working out the detail and removing some names. So okay, these are some popular questions that we've been asking people. Um, go to karaoke song. If you had to sing karaoke oh, one sing song one. at 50-yard line of... The like, bill. That I know off the top of my head? Or if that, you're like, like the I, most confident, like, uh, I'd sing this one in front of 50,000 people. Oh, I uh, so rookie year would be, uh, I did, you know, they make you do that stand up and sing when I was in St. Louis. Stop there. Um, that, that works better there. What did I sing? Oh, uh, Folsom Prison, I sang that. Ooh, that's a good one. So He sings it slow. It's that not is that so words. funny that you say that because I have been on this Post Malone streak of putting we always put a song at the end of the show, and I've been putting Post Malone the last, like, several weeks. I don't know if anybody's noticed, but for some insane reason today, I'm not kidding, I was like, I'm going to put Johnny Cash at the end of today. That is fucking weird that you said that. So, I mean, it's not like that's all I listen to. I listen to everything like pretty much anybody in their 30s does. But my dog, one of my dogs, my bulldog, <laughs> my old blind bulldog is Cash. And it was like, oh, yeah, like – like cash money i'm like no it's johnny cash yes so that's his namesake okay um another popular question we've asked to players so you have an eating contest life or death okay mm. against okay. an opponent that's basically a carbon copy of yourself not like a clone but you know like six four two thirty what is the food that you're like i can eat this more than anyone 
uh, to al- save my life. Almost everything. Almost everything. <laughs> uh, I have been known, despite my size, comparable to some of my good friends that I played ball with, which are <laughs> like walking Pepsi machines. They're gigantic human <laughs> beings. I was always able to hold my own, if not do a little more damage when it came to food. I'd, I'd been like that. Since impressive. Um, it doesn't matter if it's wings or whatever it is. There's some things it couldn't be. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of Kraft Singles. I think it's a faux cheese. Oh, not yeah. like that Alma Creamery I'm not a huge, cheese. I, there you go. Great <laughs> shout-out. That's a great shout-out. I, um, I did once take down 35 wings in a chicken wing eating contest in five minutes. Five minutes? You Bru- ate? I brought my team to third place. It was a team effort. They didn't carry their weight. That was boneless, correct? No. You ate 35 bone-in wings in five minutes. Yeah, they were the flats and the drums. It wasn't a f- complete like a peanut wing, but it was, yeah. Still. Yeah. You had to work around the bone? That's unbelievable. No, you, I mean, if you do it right, you can clear it in one move. Oh, my God. I'm going to call you the vulture for now. <laughs> All right. So the nicknames you guys That's did, insane. that one was hilarious. When I was laughing at the, the you and uh, Scott going back and forth over the like trying to go through the different tanks, and you're like, oh, I don't want to use that. Like you guys spent like so Scott doesn't want to use minutes. tanks. I mean, to me, a fullback being a tank, Hellcat. How could you get off of that? He didn't I mean, like it, so he went to submarines and he came easy. up with the Sea Wolf, which has met a lot of resistance. I don't, I'm pretty <laughs> I like much indifferent. I the Sea Wolf, but I don't like the Sea Wolf for a, a guy who's... Like, the Hellcat's cool, but at the same time... It's I just don't A Hellcat care. sounds more like it should be like an aerial machine. Like, your wide receiver would be like a Hellcat. Or like, so, like, or like the junior college version of K-State would be the Hellcats or something like that. I yeah, know. I kind of agree. I mean, I, I'm kind of... Is there not like I, I'm just kind of over? Can like, we get to like? Is there like cannonball history? Nicknames. Can we find like a like? Okay, well like, I'll look into that. I'll do some research. But I, it's like, why uh, we don't have to force a nickname on everybody? That's my no, thought process. But that's also true. My uh, my very first like instinct when I was like thinking of tanks is just, just call him Sh- the Sherman. I mean, yeah, that's like the most well known fucking American tank. I agree with you. The, Sh- the Sherman man, he's gonna run the, people over. The Shermanator, he's gonna kill Nazis. <laughs> What's that. better than that? Not Nothing. much. Yeah. All right. I threw in some bullshit here. These are very oh, yeah. I mean, random here. Those questions usually here. lead off to other things. I've n- we've never asked anybody this, and this is always something I like to think of. You got three wishes from a genie. What are, oh. your, what are your three wishes? Wow. Is there anything I can't wish for? Is there like the no? You can, you can wish, wish for whatever you wishes want. Wishes or anything like that, like really clever. No, you can't. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, if you want to sit here and try to figure out a way. I want the Zach Morris timeout move to be in play for me. What is that? When Explain that to me. call the timeout and everything freezes so I can get shit done that I need to get done. You want to be able to freeze time? Yes. With Okay, so in well, that everybody scenario. Everybody else doesn't move. No, no, in, you know, nothing creepy. I'm talking that, about just like <laughs> so I can go do the things <laughs> I need to do. I want to do expand on that, but I'm not going to. No. Uh, let's, move, let's move forward. <laughs> no, I mean, so if you freeze time, you have the ability to freeze time. Are you aging? Oh, that's well. That's a big. We're question. getting to a little bit of a paradox there. No, that's a big question because I've always wanted to like, if I had a power, it would be freezing time, but not if I'm aging. Yeah, that's true. So what is it? I mean, you I'm have guessing a genie. If, you I'm, can, if I'm, if I, you can well, put that caveat in. Say I'm yeah. not, a, and I don't age. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. That could be a waste. 
the, the secondary wish. I don't know. Well, like, let's that's not, not a wish. Let's not be no, hasty. No, that's not a wish. Let's that's not, not a hasty. secondary wish. I don't think it'll take me that much time. I'm going to live a long time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I, that I part like, doesn't matter like to you. I 10 more hours. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if I had that ability to freeze time, I would be using it constantly. Oh, yeah. I would be literally sleeping to in every single day. Freeze time and teleportation. Teleportation that, would be That nice. would cut back me having to make the move on extending time. Okay, you have one more wish. Oh, do I have to do something sappy or like good for everybody else? That's what I do with my spare time if anybody's out there listening. Well, you can, it can be a humanitarian approach or you can be selfish. Who cares? Well, that's what I'm going to do with my time. And that's why I'm not wishing for more money, is because I want to use the time to make money fairly. And Fair enough. You could, here, how about this? Wish for an unlimited amount of money, no questions asked. So, one, you're comfortable. And two, you can give that to enough. whoever you want. So you can, you have an unlimited amount of money. You can be a humanitarian. So that n- checks two boxes. Yeah, that definitely covers a few. I mean, it, it just depends on how serious we're being. Are we doing an f off one? Are we doing like? I mean, because cancer sucks a bunch of ass. So that would be eradicating great to cancer get would be that'd great. Be, that'd be cool. It's very philanthropic. But, but now you could give unlimited amounts of money to cancer research. And those in need. Not a bad. Not yeah, so a that bad covers, wish. That covers that. We don't. That's what you have to think of is if those. But you have to Those put the caveat wishes, in, yeah. no questions asked. You don't want the IRS sniffing around. Yes, maybe we eradicate them. Uh, I think they matter they do. to a certain extent. Do. You don't want to break the rules. So, I mean, but if I have an unlimited amount of money, then I can pay my taxes. Like, You're going to be paying your taxes. with that. Right. Like, if you make more money, you pay taxes. It sucks, but it is what All it right, is. I have one more question. It's a would you rather. Oh, interesting. Would you rather be able to eat anything you want and have perfect nutrition or have to be able to only require one hour of sleep and be fully rested? Oh, the one hour for sure. One hour for sure? So you're going to be up all the time basically? Yeah. I think I'm doing nutrition. I like. I'm, I already pretty much eat whatever I want. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right. We're coming back to the, the I, I final had, question. I had which, fried chicken just yesterday and I had Q39. Well, just because you're not like getting fat doesn't mean that's like. Not saying it's good for you. Super nutritious. <laughs> I'm not. I get that, but whatever. Yeah, who cares? All right. I gave you time to think about a, a story. Now you have to tell one. I can't remember if we did this one on the last podcast. Did we do the elephant? We did. I can't remember. We did. Damn. Well, no, we, we talked about it. I think we stopped in the middle of it. <laughs> so I'm not sure people know what the elephant is. So if you want to just no, I don't think bust it out. It's definitely not appropriate. <laughs> I thought about doing it, and I was just like, you know, we already did the show, and it was already – it's so clearly who it's about, so it's just best not to do it. <laughs> That's just for you, Reggie, if, if he if he gets this far into listening. Shout out, Reggie. Shout out to Reggie. Our walk, 56. Shout uh, out to Scott, who's not on here. I don't think right. you told him you loved him yet. Oh, yeah, Scott, I said this off air. I love you, buddy. Um uh, I don't think that the Sea Wolf is a bad name. I actually wrote a few of these down because I had to go through which ones seemed most appropriate when I read it out loud. So we can filibuster a little bit. Filibuster, then I guess it's three twenty-five. Right, what I, games are on the television? Okay, he's this ready. This one's inappropriate, but so for whatever reason, uh, in 05, 04, 05, whatever. Can't remember what year it was. I was I was young, a linebacker who will remain unnamed. Um, and it's not Reggie in case there was any, any wonder where it's this is. not case. Reggie. We are in the indoors, uh, doing agilities, which are just awful. Um, we just, it's each coach has a station. They run you, they, they just run the hell out of you. It's, it's pretty awful. Um, and they lock the bathrooms 
because guys smart. got weird. But guys would go in there and basically hide. Not all guys, but some <laughs> guys would. And they kind of got pissed about it. So somebody locked the bathroom, but whatever. And one of the linebackers uh, kept saying how bad he had to go to the bathroom. Oh, my God. And uh, they didn't believe him and thought he was full of it. He tended to be one that would go disappear for the sake of disappearing. So uh, he took a shit in his uh, own hand while he was running and threw it on the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the coach, uh, uh, this is an easy me memory, goes – God, you're a disgusting bastard. <laughs> and he moved the whole drill. Uh, it was just so That's bad. But he kind of just proved, yeah, he just kind of proved the point. It wasn't that coach's fault. I don't know who was who made the move to lock. I don't know if it was. That is That could have easily been a strength coach. But, I mean, yeah, if you knew the guy, it's not that crazy. But, yeah. Jesus Christ. That's no, insane. He's just a freaking animal, man. He, I mean, he was just – he was crazy. The player? Oh, yeah. He was fully. And then the so a it couple was of, it was on brand. Yeah, there was there was there was a linebacker group. Those guys they kind of raised a handful of us younger younger cats up. No pun intended. And they were just they were nuts. I mean, the the whole paradigm <laughs> has shifted since then. You know, from that that late '90s group to the early 2000s, and you know. I walked in there after you guys. We won the 2003 Big 12 championship thinking, hey, I'm going to have five rings when I walk out of here. And I walk out of there with one shit-ass ring from Texas Bowl. But, yeah, so. We don't need things, to talk about that. Things changed uh, quickly, but. Um, hey, we all thought we were, we all thought we had arrived after 2003. And uh, we know how that ends. Yeah, so. we do. We got. It is what it is. Yeah, the We're in good hands now, baby. Yeah, I like it. I like where things are. Um, so cats play in Stillwater tomorrow. That's right. Quote unquote tomorrow. Tomorrow. How are you feeling? We don't have the luxury of seeing of knowing whether or not that they have beaten Texas or lost to Texas. So that that game is happening tonight. But Texas. What is are doing the keys? What are the keys to beating Oklahoma State oh. in Stilly? It's generic answers, man. Generic answers. I, I mean, like it. I, I can, That's I can, how it usually is. I can tell is. you. It's just if you want the, the – Stop Chuba Hubbard. The, the, that uh, would be important. The analyst, like generic, like, well, my favorite shit is like the John Madden. like, these guys just ran out of time. It's like, well, yeah, the game's got to – sorry, John. I, I just – it's – It's all right. I pulled, that, I pulled that as an audible because this is – the game is happening tomorrow, so we don't need to talk about it. We will have already <laughs> talked about it all week, so it doesn't matter. I mean, don't you think Texas wins – how, how, I think Texas, Texas has won already, right? I think Texas wins See, big, now we're time but we don't traveling. know. We're time traveling. Yes, because of where we're playing. Actually, we're this. blind to time travel right now. Right, but it it has already happened. It has happened, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter because the Cats are going to go into Stilly. They're going to uh, win. Time is a flat circle. Time's a flat circle, baby. Hey, it's been too long since you've been back on. It has. Thank you for coming back on, and you have an open invitation to come back on anytime you want. So well, I, I know you're that. a busy man, but... Do you have anything you want to say to the boneheads? Um, you guys have got an awesome podcast that you get a share and enthusiasm. K State Sports, I love hearing the other side of things. You know, being a player, I mostly get to hear from players and all their gripes and all their concerns and all the things that they want to happen at K State. So hearing it come from everybody else to me through these guys and how it gets fed through, um, I think it's awesome. I love to see how much people actually care about K State and. Um, I think the way everybody pulled together for my man Mike and what's been going on with that just makes me love K-State that much more. And to see how special a university actually is supposed to be, 
um, it just uh, makes me very happy to be a part of not just the Bosco's boys, but uh, K-State as a whole. So keep being great. Well said. We will do our best to continue that trend of being a part of the family. Yes, sir. Meet me at the Cathead. Well, you know, Johnny always wore black, and he uh, he wore black because he identified with the the poor and the uh, and the and the, and the downtrodden. Can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long tongue liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna. Cut him down, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. He spoke to me with a voice so sweet. I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sweet. He called my name and my heart stood still. When he said, John, go do my will, go tell that long-tongued liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut him down, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Well, you may throw your rock, hide your hand, working in the dark against your fellow man. But as sure as God made black and white, what's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Podcast Network.